This podcast is supported by listeners like you. We're grateful for your tax-deductible donation at newthoughtphilly.org or the link in the episode description. A practical prayer is a prayer that works. These discussions between Reverend Bill Marcioni and Carol Lawrence dive into the details of how it works and how to work it. Reverend Bill is a New Thought minister and the author of Practical Prayer for Real Results. Your new life begins with a new thought. Carol Lawrence is on a spiritual quest, finding the New Thought teaching after decades on the pulpit in three different traditional denominations. I've got some questions. Together, they're exploring the philosophy and activities that come together from many of the world's religions to create the practical spirituality that is New Thought. Welcome to the Practical Prayer Podcast. I'm Carol, here with Reverend Dr. Bill Marcioni. And we're going to have a great conversation today. Another wonderful conversation. I yeah. love talking to people who tell me that they've been listening to the podcast and find that the depths and the different angles that we take on the things that we're talking about are as uplifting for them as they are. I have one friend who's been in New Thought for a long time who's listening backwards. So she started at the current episode and then she started listening to previous episodes. And so she's actually listening to you become a control freak. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Interesting yeah. thing. I don't know. She'll probably have to get back to episode one before she hears this. It's liable to be many, many months. But today you wanted to talk about the notion of allowing. Yeah, because not just a control freak issue, though. I think it's just a human issue where we just are used to doing things, just doing things the way we know how to do them mm -hmm. and hope for the best or believe that what we're doing is the best. And I believe that often we miss what's coming to us, the good that's coming to us, kind of block it or choke it out by not allowing what I call, you know, spirit to just be free and things to flow into our existence just because we don't know how to allow. I just think it's perfectly understandable, but it takes some practice. So I thought we might highlight that in case, because New Year's is coming up and people are thinking about, you know, doing different things and changing things about themselves. That might be one to look at. Right. P.S. You don't have to wait for New Year's to have something new happen. It can happen anytime. New Year's has always been one of my unfavorite holidays. You know, oh. I celebrate nah, after New Year's about you know, getting a new calendar. And now that everything's digital, I don't even need to get a new calendar. Uh, I get new calendars, new digital, everything. New Year's, I don't care. I don't do the resolutions, but I'll pick anything I can to make it new. You know, <laughs> fresh, say, oh, this is a start right here. Freshen this year up. <laughs> Anything, you know, it might be January 3rd. I'll come up with something else. Like, okay, this is the new thing here. So we'll go and get some of that. Yeah. And allowing is the opposite of deciding or of resolving. The New Year's resolution is like we decide what's going to happen for the new year. And, you know, so some people decide I'm going to get myself in better shape and lose 15 pounds. And that's why the gym membership season, when I used to go to gyms in person <laughs> back in the good old days, amateurs would all show up between about New Year's and Valentine's Day. So it'd be really crowded in the gym for about six weeks, and then it'd go back to normal. 
as all those people gave up on their gym membership and their 20 pounds or whatever it was going to be. We make a resolution and we're, oh, I'm going to change something. Then it takes willpower and it takes commitment and it takes effort. Mm -hmm. And if instead there's a new intention that, okay, I'm going to be healthy and lean and strong and comfortable. And I'm going to take care of my body. I'm going to nourish myself in the ways that are in alignment with my goals. The plan or the program or the way that I'm going to be eating and the exercise and activities that I'm going to do will come out of that. The allowing of, I don't know how it's going to happen. I'm not going to go on the Atkins 40 diet and achieve this goal in this amount of time. It's like, I'm going to take care and then allow and see what happens. And when the change happens, as long as we get ourselves out of the way, then tends to stick around longer too. You know, we don't do that, you know, you're dieting, you know, take the weight off, put the weight on, take the one on. So allowing, as far as I'm concerned, is about leaving space for something to happen without us having to decide and choose how it's going to happen. Yeah, mate. Yeah. I think we're in there a little bit. The allowing is, let's take the weight loss thing. Okay. I think all the diets work. Every last one of them, whatever you can, because I've been on 50, 60 of them throughout mm -hmm. my life. All of them work. All of the valid ones work. Yeah. I don't know about the other ones, but you know, anything I ever did worked. But it's not the diet, you know, it's not what you do. It's you do something. And I'm getting it all confused here. So let me just say it like this. I don't decide how much weight I want to lose because I know how to lose weight. I decide that I want to be healthy. I want to eat better. I want to stop eating this. I want to pay attention to this, this, and this. And I'm not a big junk food eater. So when it comes to diets, my it's difficult to choose because most of the stuff they say you can't have, I don't eat anyway. <laughs> so, you know, I don't eat any sweets, so that doesn't work. But there are things that I decide to do and allow the natural course when I think about it, allow the natural course of things to happen. Mm -hmm. And they do, you know, they do. I participate maybe in getting out of the way. Can we say that? Oh, yeah. Participate in getting out of the way and just doing things a certain way and then allowing the rest to happen. And then that willpower, because that's like not, I don't think will, that's a whole nother episode, right? Willpower. Yeah. That doesn't work. Yeah. And new thought is not about willpower at all. Yeah. New thought is about having a new idea. And then, I mean, the last step in our practical prayer is release where we let it go. We turn it over to that infinite creative power that creates everything and let it do its job. We're going to be participating. And I talked about effective diet plans. There was one when I was a young adult and I was significantly overweight. And so the idea was that you fast every other day. So you can eat anything you want on Monday. You don't eat anything on Tuesday. You eat anything you want on Wednesday. Don't eat anything on Thursday. And so that was the program. And whoever came up with that idea, it seemed like a good idea, but they underestimated me. I was like a camel. <laughs> I could eat three days worth of stuff on Monday. It didn't matter whether I ate on Tuesday or not. It just was not an effective plan. And I haven't heard anybody talk about that in 30 years, maybe, maybe more. So the other ones that are effective, it depends on who the person is. I have found over the course of my lifetime that I get addicted to carbohydrates. I love bread and I love cake and I love ice cream and all those fun things. And eating them makes me want more of them, which is the way my physiology works. And eventually I just stop. 
I'm like, okay, I'm going to not have carbs for a while. Mm -hmm. And then everything comes back into balance and that's fine. And that's the way I work. It's not necessarily the best program for everybody. But again, that's allowing. That is mm -hmm. allowing myself to be who I am and just allowing myself to get free of the, being triggered by the carbohydrates. So I'm opening up to a new possibility. You know, you said something that triggered a thought really quickly. You said, allowing myself to be who I am. And I hadn't planned to talk about this, but I recently lost my mother. I haven't talked to a lot of people and I'm getting notices and stuff from everywhere. You know, even my children's friends in high school are responding to it. And it's really sweet in that regard. But a lot of what I'm getting are sad things, you know, about, you know what I mean? And I don't mean any disrespect, but I felt like I'm not allowed to be me. You know, I just want to not feel like I should sit in a corner and cry so I can read these letters that tell me how it's okay to cry. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> I, I hope I'm not being disrespectful. It's, and it's, it's not it's that you. I'm not caring. It's just that, just let me be allowed to be who I am. You know, this never happened to me before, so I'm not sure even how I am. But allowing me to be, and at the end of the day, I kind of look back on the day and say, wow, that's what you did or that's what you thought? Because you allow, and it's almost like you allow yourself to go through things. You allow spirit to direct, if that's the way you think of it, or speak to you or whatever. You just allow, and you'll get through whatever it is, I think. Yeah. There's a huge assumption when somebody hears that your mom passed and they say, oh, you must be feeling this or thinking that or going through it. It's like, no, you don't know what I must be. Yeah. Sad? Yeah, sad. Upset? They may be upset. Your mom had some challenges towards the end, you know, and who's going to say, oh, you must be so relieved. <laughs> no. <laughs> and in a way, you know, you sometimes you don't even know what you are. Right. right away. And so having somebody else tell you what you are is it doesn't help at all. So the goal, again, is to allow the space. It's like, oh, Carol went through this thing. I'm so sad for you and we want the best for you and, you know, can be present for you. You know, and then if you want to talk about it or you don't want to talk about it, I can do that with you. Yeah, I like that part. Like if you want to, you don't want to, but don't be sad for me because, you know, like this is a cycle of life. And if we really look at spirit and life moving forward and evolving and all of that, the fancy words we talk about and the practical whatever, we have to allow in our minds life to happen and unfold and see how it unfolds, you know, because in two weeks, three weeks, nobody's going to be calling me. Nobody's going to send me anything. And that's fine. <laughs> you know, that's how it goes. So let's just flow because I think you miss things if you don't allow it to happen and notice what's happening. Yep. Yeah. Allowing and being present to the circumstance, to what's going yeah, on. Yeah. Just kind of see where it is, you know, and just a quick thing, you know, my sister and I stayed in a room with my mom for five nights around the clock, you know, that's a lot of time to be in a room. <laughs> that's a lot of time. That's a lot of time. Yeah. And I mean, you could talk about a lot of things. Yeah. But staying there and looking at what's happening and then what's happening next. Mm -hmm. So I'm not saying I have any answers. I'm just thinking about allowing it. And that's 
part of what I thought about when we decided what to talk about. Yeah. Allow ourselves to recognize what's happening at this moment in our life. For me, it's trying to, you know, I'm probably in grief and don't know it. I'll figure it out eventually. You know, something's going to happen. You know that you're in grief. You're just not sure how it feels right now. Yeah, I mean, I don't recognize. It's not looking typical. <laughs> Why does that not surprise me about you? This is not looking typical, right? I'm, you know, like that's my mom. She wasn't typical either. So everything mm-hmm. is going the normal way. But it's like, I guess I'm trying to say whatever moment we're in, it doesn't have to be grief. It could be in a learning moment or something where we're trying to, I remember when I'm studying with you and I'm trying to figure out sometimes what you were saying and I'd have the new thought dictionary next to me, (laughs) trying to like keep up with you. And it's like, listen, just let this thing flow. If you miss it this time, he's going to say it again. You're going to hear that word again. That's the truth. You know, just kind of hang in there and get the point right now. Because you did lose me sometime, right? I'm trying to figure out what you said. You're on to something else. I'm like, whoa. (laughs) I'll double back around. I'm actually going to tell a story that I've told a few times before because it seems relevant to the moment. My mom passed away in March of 1989. It's a long time ago. And we had a dog living up in North Jersey. And we let the dog out in the backyard all winter long. And there was ice and snow and whatever in the backyard. And it thawed like the week after my mom passed. And so my dad and I are out in the backyard cleaning up frozen dog poop, like a whole winter's worth of frozen dog poop. <laughs> because this is this is what you, you know, wake up and do what needs to be done to take care of the children. And my dad says to me, you know, the next person who says, is there anything I can do to help? I'm going to say, come scoop some dog poop out of my backyard. I don't even want to say that. I'll do it. <laughs> It's like, no, I wanted to do something more spiritual, you know, something a little much less tangible (laughs) be the comment. You know what, there, it's still in the allowing, right? It's allowing yourself to see the situation bigger than you normally would. Mm -hmm. You know, people are saying, I started a GoFundMe for raising money for people who are, well, let's put it this way. I've met a lot of people going through the same thing I was going through. And, you know, it costs you, right? You got to get dinner. You got to get lunch, especially if you don't live close and you got this gas getting back and forth every day and parking is not free. Mm -hmm. So, you know, for us, it happened really suddenly. So for a lot of people, I was fortunate, you know, we had resources that could manage that, but I knew others didn't. So I started a GoFundMe so that I could help other people, you know, with lunch and parking and stuff like that. And when people ask me, what could they do? I said, well, you can contribute to the GoFundMe and this is for what? And you know, people recoiled at that because they were used to, well, I'll send flowers or I'll send this. Well, first of all, my mother didn't like flowers anyhow. So (laughs) let's just, you know, (laughs) this is the real right here, right? Some people Mm -hmm. say they haven't had anything to eat. You know, they're not thinking about it, but they might be by themselves. I had my sister. So allow ourselves to open up and see different possibilities, different ways of helping, like scooping the dog poop that you didn't get around to <laughs> <For the laughs> being able to yeah. scoop up, you know? Yeah. Let's take a break and then continue the discussion about allowing. Learn to put practical prayer to work in your life. The steps are simple to learn. 
and let you begin to get real results to create the life of your dreams immediately. Reverend Bill Marcioni's widely acclaimed book, Practical Prayer for Real Results, gives you a clear summary of the new thought principles behind practical prayer and the series of easy-to-understand steps found in the most effective prayers from religions and spiritual practices all over the world and throughout history. Practical prayer is not a replacement for your religion or practice. It's a technique to make the work you do in consciousness even more effective. The book includes 40 prayers on various topics that you can adapt as needed and use as your own. Practical Prayer for Real Results is available in paperback, Kindle, and audiobook on Amazon or at b-the-light.com. That's b-the-light.com. Welcome back to the Practical Prayer Podcast. I'm Carol, here with Reverend Dr. Bill Marcioni. Listen, let me just say this to you before we get started. Give me some kind of hint before you tell a story like that, shovel a dog poop or something like in the winter. Yeah, give me a hint because that stuff cracks me up. (laughs) And and everybody says I'm like my father. I'm just like so serious and I look so serious, right? But there's a crackpot side. And when you say things like that, like the crackpot side comes out, and I'm thinking, I got to go back on the air. I can't be cracking up like this. Don't be. Oh, you can. You absolutely can. <laughs> I mean, that was one of the goals when I was doing the morning show on the radio was to see if we could crack each other up. If you could get one of your co-hosts to laugh uproariously for 30 seconds and not be able to do their job, it's a mission accomplished. So <laughs> you so almost did it this time. <laughs> so don't, don't worry about that. There's a really simple exercise that we can do in allowing to bring the whole point of it home. And we can do that right now. So go ahead and take a deep breath and hold it. Now a deep breath out, blow it all the way out, leave it out. Then decide exactly when your next inhale is going to be and take in another deep, full breath. And then decide exactly when you're going to let go of that breath and then let it go. Now stop paying attention. When your body is ready to breathe in, let it breathe in. When your body is ready to breathe out, let it breathe out. And you can observe it. You can observe whether you're breathing that same deep controlled way that you were when you were doing it intentionally, or if it's really shallow, or whether you like it better one way or another. But the allowing is to be an observer of the process rather than to be in control of the process. Yes, 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 yes. And we can do that in so many different ways. Yeah, that's the word that I didn't, thanks for that word, observing, observing, because observing, you have to really kind of stop and kind of like even allow your own thoughts to be on hold for a second and just to observe and see what's happening. And there's always something going on, right? And often what you're seeing is different than what you would have interpreted if you didn't allow yourself that opportunity to observe. I like that. Yeah. It's always going on. I tend to be a very defensive driver, which means that I am prepared for the knuckleheads Mm -hmm. to do completely unpredictable stuff. Mm -hmm. And because I have no idea what they're going to try because they're so inventive. Putting myself in that position where I'm ready for anything 
untoward to happen. Then when it happens, instead of getting all wrapped up in it, I can observe it. And, well, that was a surprise. Yeah. Really? The guy who's like, that <laughs> had this happen last night. We were at an intersection where there's a light and we're turning left and there's a car on the other side coming toward us that has its left turn signal on and the light turns green and we go to make the left and he drives past us honking because he wasn't making a left turn. He just had a signal on. Mm. <laughs> I was like, well, that was interesting. <laughs> I was not driving. My wife was driving. She was much more alarmed about it than I was because mm. I expect that the knuckleheads are going to do completely unpredictable, unreliable things. Yeah. Well, you've observed it over time because that mm -hmm. seems to be the case. Yeah. Yep. If I'm going to be pulling out in front of somebody and they've got their turn signal on, I wait until the, I see the wheels turning instead of just the blinker. Good. Yeah. There are ways that we learn to engage in the world, to have that allowing and without having to give up our dominion over, over what's ours. I get to choose when I'm going to turn, but I'm going to allow room for the knuckleheads. Mm -hmm. Or I'm sorry, that was a diminutive. The divine, perfect expressions of God's love acting and driving like knuckleheads. Yeah. <laughs> I think most of us will forget the front end part of that, you know, that you think smooths it over. Knuckleheads, eh, you know, I just. Yeah. It's almost tongue in cheek. It's almost tongue in cheek to say, you know, the divine and perfect expression of God acting like an idiot. Mm. But mm. it's a reminder that there's only God. And there's no second-rate work, even though I sometimes have some criticism about how much room for improvement there might be. <laughs> you know, it's what it is. And I can invite the improvement. I can get myself away from the people who are declining to improve and to change their behavior. But it's all a dance. So the allowing is to let me be where I am and who I am and let them be who they are and where they are. And if we can't be together, then that's okay too. And again, you just gave a beautiful scenario of it. If you change the word let for allow. You know, sometimes I feel like I'm just standing back and letting you be you, or I'm standing back and letting you do crazy. I'm just standing <laughs> back and letting you, you know, I'm allowing this to happen. I'll look and see what's going on, stand safely back, hopefully that it's not spilling over. But again, it's that, like you said, it's a observing and allowing. And that is so powerful to me because you learn. Every once in a while, somebody will try and recruit me into doing their dysfunctional stuff with them or for mm -hmm. them. And there have been numerous times in my life that I have been convinced to go along with that. And now that I realize that I have a choice, like, okay, here's somebody who is a little nuts and they're asking me to be a little nuts as well. And that's not who I want to be in this situation. That's not the way that I want to be engaging in the world right now is just to leave the space there. Okay, you can be a little crazy and you can keep asking me to be a little crazy, but I'm not going to be a little crazy. So right. we're going to set up a different dynamic here. And that line that's, I don't know where it came from. So how's that working out for you? I think it was Dr. Phil. Was that? Okay. I think that says, yeah. How's that working for you? It's like people do the same thing over and over again and they want you to be a part of it. That question kind of cuts it off. Mm -hmm. How's that working out for you? And if it's going to continue working out for you the way that it's been working out for you, then why in the world do you need me? Just, you know, have at it. Yep. Let me know how you're doing. I'll be standing over here. Mm -hmm. way, mm -hmm. way, way over, over here. <laughs> way over here. Gently behind the lead line blast doors. Yeah. Because <laughs> I've seen this before as well. <laughs> <laughs> From you. <laughs> From yep. You. Let's do another break and then continue with a prayer 
on allowing. Get inspiration in an instant. God Calls are the gentle and uplifting moment of truth to help you remember that the bright light of God's love is shining right now as you. It's your God Call with Reverend Bill. Start your two-week free trial today and you'll get a phone call four times a week from Reverend Bill with an uplifting half-minute message filled with insight, wisdom, story, and fun. Let your light shine. You can answer the call to listen to it live or let it go to voicemail so you can hear it later. After the free trial, your subscription is just $5.95 a month. The details are at godcall.org. God calls are disruptive, intentionally. Whenever you write something, put on a gold star. They take you away from your routine to remind you about the truth of who you really are. They come at random times between 8.15 a.m. and 6 p.m., so you won't be expecting them. And somehow, the message is exactly what you need to hear at the time. Magic is loose in the world. It's a moment of motivation in the middle of your day. Find out more and start your two-week free trial now. Welcome back to the Practical Prayer Podcast. I'm Carol with Reverend Dr. Bill Marcioni. This has been a great conversation. This has been a wide-ranging conversation. It has been spiritually insightful with some commentary about frozen dog poop. You know, we just run in the range here. <laughs> you know what? I was going to say they all are spiritually and all, you know, and then you threw in the dog poop part. Okay. Well, you know, sometimes you have to really see the godliness in a situation, but that's us. In fact, that's what the prayer is going to be about today. The whole podcast episode has been about allowing. And so the prayer is to be in that place of allowing, of opening, of softening ourselves and letting loose the control that we think that we have. So we begin by turning our attention away from the circumstance and the situations and the specifics in the world around us, because it's all right there. And our senses are telling us what it is. And our mind is telling us that we know, first of all, what's been going on and what ought to be going on instead. And we get to turn away from all of that. So if it's safe to do so, go ahead and actually close your physical eyes. Close your eyes to the outer world. Go within. Allow yourself to relax into this present moment and then allow your inner eye to open. That divine eye, the one that is aware that there is one divine presence, one power, one love, one source that shares itself as all of its creation. It's God or nature or divine or spirit or even the Big Bang. However we describe it, it is that one source from which everything is flowing and unfolding and revealing. And that one shares itself as everything in its creation. Everything can trace itself, its lineage back to the one. Whether it's evolution and the Big Bang, whether it's the begats in the Old Testament, all of us can trace ourselves back to that one. So we are that divine power and presence, each of us individually and all of us together. We are that divine presence shared in our own particular way. That infinite creative power is expressing itself as each of us right now. And as we allow, as we release, as we surrender our attachment to the specifics of how things are going to go together next, as we open ourselves up to new possibilities, that newness can come about in ways that we did not anticipate. This infinitely creative universe is able to create something that goes beyond our imagination. When we are specifying how something is going to happen, 
what the timeline is, what the details are going to be. We're putting limitations on that infinite creative power because it's done as we believe. And if we believe it can only be done this one particular way, we could in fact be cordoning off all sorts of avenues through which the good that we're seeking can flow. So we turn our attention away from the specifics and open ourselves to the tone and texture, the flavor, the feeling, the timbre of the experience that we're desiring and allow. We are now allowing that divine power to fill this opening with something new and wonderful. And the good unfolds in new and wonderful and unexpected ways and in ways that we are exactly the way that we would do it if we were left up to us. And it's not up to us because we're allowing that divine presence to share itself in a new way. I'm grateful for it. I'm grateful for the wonderful ways it's showing up. I'm grateful for the willingness of each one listening to let go, to allow themselves, their ego selves to get out of the way and make room for the infinite to do something truly grand and wonderful. And so good and more good and more good is unfolding for each of us in our own particular way. However, we're describing good. And the love unfolds and the success is at hand and the health and vitality returns and that divine presence is shining as and through and in each of us. And so with gratitude for all of this good, I speak this word and I release it into that creative law, the one that always says yes. And I know without question, doubt, or hesitation, it is now saying yes. This good is underway now. And so I let it be. And so it is. Amen. Practical Prayer Podcast with Reverend Bill Marcioni and Carol Lawrence is a production of BeTheLight.com. Be-the-light.com. Where you can find more information about practical prayer for real results. Our theme is by Music of Wisdom. You can learn about the spiritual community of New Thought Philadelphia with daily guided meditations, weekly celebrations of spirit, and Reverend Bill's classes in practical spirituality at NewThoughtPhilly.org. This podcast is supported by listeners like you. We're grateful for your tax-deductible donation at newthoughtphilly.org or the link in the episode description.